Good evening. Welcome back to another episode of the Shula Bowl podcast. As always, we are brought to you by the fine folks at Five Reason Sports, your home for South Florida sports news. You can find Five Reason Sports on Twitter at the number Five Reason Sports. And as always, you can find the podcast account on Twitter at Shula Bowl Pod. Eric Henry, FIB writer for SB Nation, joining you. Got a bit of a special episode here. I had the pleasure of speaking with former FIU center and guard and offensive lineman Shane Magoo. As he is preparing for the NFL draft, Shane has made the decision to leave FIU, declining the uh, chance to go back for an additional year. Something he talks about in our conversation, we spoke earlier today, for about 30 minutes or so, and we talk about a variety of topics. Uh, it's basically his, his time at FIU being one of the longest tenured members of the team uh, at the point of his departure of the 2020 season. Starting with Ron Turner, going through the Butch Davis era, his time with multiple offensive line coaches, uh, Alan Mogridge and Joel Rodriguez. Some of the funnier moments that back in his FIU career, playing with his brother, playing with uh, former FIU quarterback, now New York Jets quarterback, James Morgan, and just talked about his uh, entire preparation for the NFL draft and just really his mindset. And a lot, like I said, a lot of his favorite memories at FIU really enjoyed the conversation. And uh, one thing that we also did get a chance to talk about as well that uh, I'll let you guys hear on the podcast, on the conversation, is the fact that FIU was uh, deprived of a senior day. We all know that the final game of the 2020 season was the loss at Western Kentucky, and the last three contests were canceled by virtue of Conference USA choosing other games as opposed to the FIU contest. And as a result, uh, all the seniors from the 2020 team who uh, who have chosen to leave and graduate or pursue their NFL careers didn't get the chance to walk in, in uh, senior day festivities. And that's something that uh, for anyone who is around the FIU program knows that the Magoo family are a fixture, whether it be at games or in the uh, pregame lots and tailgating. So Shane talked about his disappointment and uh, not being able to walk in senior day, but also just the positivity that you take away from his uh, entire career at FIU. And without further ado, I will give to you the conversation I had recorded earlier today on January 12th with Shane Magoo. Uh, additionally, we'll talk uh, in a later podcast about really the uh, big news of the day as far as FIU is concerned, the multiple coaching changes that took place. Uh, offensive coordinator is now Tim Harris, running backs coach Tim Harris promoted to offensive coordinator. Cornerbacks coach Bryn Renner will be making the move over to quarterbacks coach. Uh, defensive coordinators, co-defensive coordinators, Jared Krusey and Jeff Kopp, no longer with the program. And in their place will be former Texas State head coach Everett Withers, who had agreed, if you may remember, had agreed to the job or take, take the role when Brent Guy retired after the 2018 season. Actually, almost two years to the day. If my memory serves me correct, he and agreed in principle to take the role. I believe it was February 13th or 14th. Uh, I believe I wrote that report. Uh, he'd agreed to take the role, but last minute change of heart, a, a role with the New York Giants arose, and he was freed from his uh, his agreement to take that role two years later. Everett Withers now in place as the FIU defensive coordinator. Uh, Kennard Lang, former FIU defensive line coach, leaves the program to take a head coaching job at his high school alma mater. Maynard Evans High School in Orlando. So that leaves the remaining coaching positions open as the safeties coach. Also, before I forget, uh, former FIU GA Brandon Harris uh, comes over from Florida State. He will be rejoining the program as the cornerbacks coach. We will fill the role for Brent Renner, who, as I mentioned before, 
is taking over as the quarterback's coach, former former North Carolina three-year starter, Brent Renner, for those of you who may not know, former quarterback. So he's got plenty of experience with the quarterbacks, and he'll be making the move back over to offense. So the remaining uh, coaching positions that are open for FIU, they have to be filled with defensive line coach and linebackers and safeties. We'll yet to see how that, those roles will be filled. Um, both Jeff Kopp and Jared Cruzy, in addition to their defensive coordinator roles, did fill position coach roles as well. So we'll see if maybe Everett Withers will fill a position coach role or those will be all outside hires. Uh, like I said, without further ado, I uh, hope you enjoy my conversation with Shane Magoo. And please leave us any feedback as far as which players you may want to hear from in the future, whether it be current or former FIU players. going to try to do that throughout the offseason to uh, fill the gaps. Thank you for listening and uh, happy football watching, everybody. Hey, it's Eric Henry. How's it going, man? Good. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right, man. Since you're uh, since you're all set up here a little bit early, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, jump right into it. If uh, it's all good with you, yeah, that's fine. So yeah, man. Just uh, you know, want to kind of get a chance to talk to you since the the end of the season. Obviously, the season ended pretty abruptly for you guys with the uh, with the cancellations and not knowing if you guys were going to play or weren't going to play. Um, just t- kind of talking through that process of you know, kind of having to prepare for games each week, not knowing if you will play, you won't play. And this, what have you been up to since the, the season's ended and, uh, and kind of getting prepared for the, uh, for the pros? Yeah. You know, the season this year was definitely tough. Um, with exactly what you said, you, you know, you prepare for teams and stuff like that, where you, you know, didn't necessarily know if a hundred percent that game was going to happen. And it was, it was definitely harder to, you know, find the motivation and, you know, and get everyone to be on the same page with, you know, we got to still prepare for this team. Even if, you know, maybe we knew, you know, there's a 75% chance we're not going to play, but that 25% chance is still there. You know, you still got to prepare like you're going to play them. So yeah, it was, it was definitely different and definitely hard, but uh, you know, we tried our best and we did what we could. Unfortunately it didn't go as planned, but you know, they'll get, they'll get back on it next year and I'm, I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, but you know, since I, since I've been home and stuff like that, some of the stuff, you know, I'm just, you know, working out, getting position work in, you know, just really getting ready and preparing for these, uh, senior bowls I got coming up and trying to be ready to play as best as I can there. Shane, what's the, the workout situation kind of been like? I remember kind of talking to the guys from last year's class, whether it was, you know, Sage Lewis or Maurice Alexander and those guys and just how much of a challenge it was during, you know, kind of the, the full swing of COVID so to speak, to kind of get workouts in and get prepared for the draft. Obviously, this year, things are a little bit different. You know, we've kind of been through a year of it already. But um, have you been able to get, you know, consistent workouts in and, and, and kind of, you know, have things kind of been somewhat somewhat normal, like like they would have been, you know, prior to, uh, prior to this year? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I think, I, you know, those guys kind of got the short end of the stick because when they were coming out, it was right when it was happening. You know, everything was like locked down and stuff like that. And now – you know, some, some areas and some stuff is like kind of getting back to almost normal. You could say, and where I'm at, you know, we're pretty much full go. Yeah. So, so I've, I've had no problem finding consistent work, you know, I'm every day, twice a day. How difficult was it, you know, if you haven't been there, you know, I believe my memory serves to correct you and Andrew Tarver um, on this year's squad were some of the, the, the longest tenured guys on the team. How difficult yep. was it to not get that senior day? You know, I mean, it, it's something that obviously you guys, you know, you worked for your entire career. And again, out of out of your control with the cancellations and whatnot. But how tough was it not to get that final moment at a, at a, at the cage? Yeah, you know, it, it was it was definitely hard to, you know, watch it, watch it happen, watch seniors leave for so many years. And, you know, every time you every time it's senior night and you're playing, you can only think, you know, 
when I'm going to be a senior, like this day is going to be really, like super, really like special. But for that not to happen, you know, it, it sucks for us, but you know, it almost, it almost is worse for, you know, for, for your family, you know, that, that's a huge game for them because they, you know, they get the, the service and the, you know, the speech you write and, you know, they get the whole moment on the field and stuff like that. So it, it sucks for them. I know, you know, my family's super excited for it and for that not to be able to happen for them to come to all the games and not get to have that, you know, that was, that wasn't ideal, but, you know, kind of got to roll with the punches, especially, especially nowadays. Sure. Just, you know, want to piggyback off that. As I said, you know, you being one of the longest member, uh, longest tenured members on the team, just, just kind of talk, you know, in, in kind of a brief synopsis, if you can, and just your journey from going from, you know, coming in with, uh, you know, um, coming to the season with Ron Turner and uh, getting a chance to play with your brother and, and playing with James and three straight bowl games. Of course, you know, the last two years haven't been what you would have wanted, but just if you can kind of walk through that journey a little bit. Yeah, you know, coming in and playing, you know, being there for one season and then, you know, you get a whole new coaching staff. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of scary at first. You know, you don't know if, you know, you're a young kid, didn't have any, didn't have any film. I redshirted my true freshman year. So you kind of, you know, worried about like, was this staff going to keep me here, you know, or, you know, or was I going to have to find somewhere else to play? You know, did I not fit their mold of a player? That kind of runs through your head. And then once you get over that, you know, you just, you know, keep working and, and prove to them that, that you, you do deserve a spot there. And, you know, once a new staff, staff got there, you know, you know, I, you know, I loved it. It, it, it did nothing but improve. And with, you know, my brother being there and then James coming up and the teams we had, you know, it was, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And obviously this past year, you know, we didn't put out what we wanted to, you know, what, you know, you could, say it was because of this or because of that but when it came down to you know we just didn't play as well as we needed to and I'm sure you know I'm not the only one that if we could get all of those games back I would take them back in a second and get the redoing but you know that's how that's how it went and that's what you got to accept want to ask you this Shane why did the uh the decision to leave I mean obviously you know with uh, some of the NCAA rules having the, the option to come back you see guys like Devontae Price uh uh, Richard Dames, a couple of the guys chose to come back. Uh, what made it for you the kind of decision to say, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to pursue my pro career? Yeah, you know, it was tough, you know, especially with this year and you did have the option to come back. You definitely had to think about it. But after thinking about it, you know, I did I did five years and a lot of those guys that decided to come back were only four-year guys. And, you know, after doing five, you know, you kind of look at it and you say, you know, yeah, I could – I could go back for another one, but you know, I was, I had just, I just graduated and it was, after I talked with some people, you know, being one being, um, after I, after I was done, I talked with, you know, my family and then now the agency and all this, like this was the best opportunity for me to come out. I, you know, we believe because of different reasons, you know, Next year, there could be a lot more guys, you know, you don't know because all these guys that did take the extra year, you know, that aren't coming out this year. But, you know, for me, I have, I have a lot of film. I played a lot of football at FIU. And for me, I was just ready to come out, you know, and pursue the next level. Shane, where do you see yourself at the next level? You know, those of us who have covered you and followed the team know you've played both guard and center and you're a pretty versatile guy, whether it's left guard or right guard or right center, you know, splitting reps with you and, and Connell over your career. Um, where do you feel most comfortable uh, at the next level? 
You know, I would say probably center, you know, but the the biggest thing in in the league nowadays, especially is if you're, if you're making a team and you're making a roster, you got to be able to swing. You got to be able to swing from left to center to right. You never know. So that, that's one of the, actually the, one of the big advantages I think I have is I do have films starting at each of those positions. So being, being most comfortable, I think center, just because I'm coming off of a couple of seasons at center, but you know, I really do believe that I can, you know, I'm one of the guys that, that can are, are able to swing left and right and not, you know, not even blink. Can you talk about your experience? You know, you had two online coaches early, you know, under Butch Davis, excuse me, you had two online coaches and, and Alan Mulgridge and, and now this last year with Joel Rodriguez. Just talk about what it was like playing for those guys. Yeah. You know, I was with coach Mo for three years and he, he you know, he got there when I was still, still really young and kind of, you know, he coached me for three years. He pretty much molded me, you know, into the player I became, you know, so me and him have a great relationship. I love playing for him. Um, <laughs> you can ask pretty much anybody on the team. You wanted to look for somebody with energy at practice, you know, coach, Mo, <laughs> coach Mo always had it and was making sure you did too. And if you didn't, he would let you know. Um, and then, you know, J-Rod coming in, you know, you never really know. It's, you know, at that time it was pre COVID when he got there, you know, so it was going to be my senior year for sure. And getting a new online coach, you know, I was really, you know, like, are we going to mesh? You know, are we going to butt heads? You didn't know how it was going to go. But he was, he's, he's a great coach, a great guy, super cool, super easy to be around, super easy to talk to. And, you know, if anyone's going to come in, you know, I'm really, I'm really glad it was him. I want to ask you this really quick because you mentioned, you know, Coach Mo, and, and we certainly, you, you could probably hear, you know, Coach Muggers in pregame up from the press box. You can hear him all the way up there. Um, but yeah. when, I asked, when I asked Joel Rodriguez last year, you know, if he's going to have that kind of that same energy, he had a different style, uh, his, his answer was that, you know, offensive line coaches by nature are pretty fiery. But I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, is Joel, was he as loud as, uh, as Alan Muggers or was he kind of like a, a different style hey. of offensive line coach? You know, it, it was kind of a different style. You know, you can't really replicate Coach Mo's <laughs> Coach Mo's energy at practice. That's uh, that's hard. To, that's hard to get on the same level as. But you know, when Coach Coach Rodriguez, when he when he got fired up, he was fired up now. But <laughs> Coach Mo, I just he's a different different animal. I want to ask you about some of the guys you played with, man, whether it's, you know, Jordan Budwig, as I mentioned before, you know, uh, uh, Dallas Connell and guys like that. Just what did you learn from from veterans and, and guys who played a lot of football at FIU? Yeah, so that's always good having have, having older guys, you know, that are on the team that you can kind of, if you weren't getting as many reps, you know, you could sit back and learn from them. And I was really lucky. You know, I had multiple, you know, especially like Jordan Budwig was an older guy. Uh, I remember – when my brother was there, you know, I, I knew Jordan before I even came to FIU. So he was always like big brother kind of guy. And he taught me a lot. Uh, me and Dallas, it, it, you know, it was, it was kind of everybody, you know, you'd, you'd watch reps when you weren't in. If, you know, they saw, they saw me doing something when I shouldn't have been doing, or I think it was fixed. They would, they would make sure that I knew about it. And, you know, I would do my best to try to get it fixed. And, same goes the other way. That's what was so cool about it is me being a younger guy. If I saw something, you know, Jordan or Dallas was doing, you know, I could tell them and they weren't going to be like, Oh, what are you talking about? Like you're a young, you know, kid, they, they accepted, they accepted the coaching, even if, even if it was from someone that was younger than them. 
Let me ask you this, you know, you have any, uh, you know, kind of just off the beat funny stories about being with, you know, that group as mentioned, you know, being there for five years and you play with a lot of different offensive linemen. And, and you know, I, I know you guys took a lot of pride in, in uh, doing your best not to give a ton of sacks, but, you know, just any any off the beat or funny stories about being with those guys, whether it's Bud or Connell or uh, Kai Abshir, any of those guys from, from your time? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I got some, you know, I'm trying to figure out which ones I can talk about. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> um you know, there was always some funny times, like even in the games, you know, like Dallas was a character just to, just to be out there with, because he would, you know, I would, even if like he didn't do it, he would make sure that he, that he got in on talking some smack. Like I remember one time it was, it was like three years. It was probably like 2018. I think the season we were playing UMass. And somebody, they tried to run like an ET and the tackle crossed back inside. And I, I like came over and I hit him and he fell. And like, I didn't even give a chance to say anything to the kid yet. And Dallas was already in his face yelling at him. And it was just <laughs> stuff like that, you know, that you just, that sticks with you. I'm going to, going to piggyback off this one. This is when I, I like to ask some of the seniors, guys who, who had left. Um, uh, what's your most embarrassing moment that you can think of in your collegiate career? And, and while you're thinking, I'll give you one that, that was pretty funny. I remember Stanley, I, I asked him last year about one and, and uh, he went back to his freshman year of 2016. I, he said that he caught a, caught a slant and was running and he got yanked down by his dreads and um, that he actually had to come out for a play and a bunch of guys on the sideline were laughing. I'm like, man, are you hurt? He's like, nah, this guy yanked by my dreads. I, my head is hurting. <laughs> um, so just, yeah. you know, just kind of, you know, uh, your most embarrassing moment that you can think of that comes to mind uh, during your um, career. You know, my my true freshman year, uh, being on scout team, you know, I can say I probably got embarrassed a few times when I when I was pulling around the corner. And those that have been paying attention to FI for a while remember Anthony Witt and Trey. And they uh they those two knew how to hit to say the least. <laughs> and I came around that corner a few times. And 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 sat right back down. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, want to want to ask you this, you know, for those of us who aren't inside the building day in and day out, Shane, how how different was this year from you know a, a normal year? You know, I know you guys aren't making any excuses inside the building. I, I had a chance to talk to Coach Harris yesterday before his uh, his um, announcement is being named offensive coordinator, and and he said that again. You know, guys aren't making any excuses, but when you, when you come into practice and, you know, sometimes coaches are, you're trying to have meetings from zoom or with all the injuries and being short on bodies, just for those of us who aren't inside the building, can you kind of give some insights just how different this year was from quote unquote, a normal football season? Yeah. So it was tough. So, you know, at first we, you know, couldn't meet in person at all. So everything we were doing and before we were even back at school, you know, when it was, still the summer, you know, we were doing meetings and stuff, but it was all on zoom. And especially for, you know, I want to say it was probably harder for, you know, the younger guys who had, who just got there and they're trying to learn our offense and learn our techniques just on zoom and, you know, just watching film like over the phone with, with coaches, you know, it's so much harder than being able to be in person and show them, you know, on a board or something. Um, And then, you know, once we got to school, you know, you had all the testing and the, you know, the mass and all the protocols and, you know, contact tracing, you know, would rope up a bunch of guys. And yeah, so it, it was, it was a lot different, you know, 
But again, like you said, you know, we, we didn't make any excuses. We kind of accepted what it was, but yeah, it was definitely, you know, without a doubt, a hundred percent different than previous years. Shane, what were some of your favorite memories from from the bowl experiences? You know, you being having a chance to go to three straight bowl games, of course, the, the St. Pete Bowl, the, or excuse me, the Gasparilla Bowl, uh, Palmas Bowl, and then, of course, the bowl game in Montgomery. What were some of your favorite memories from, from those bowl game experiences? Yeah, uh, you know, the first one was really cool, obviously, because it was, the, you know, the first one FIU had been to in a really long time. So just being able to go there was awesome. And, you know, being from Tampa, me and my brother were still on the team. Being from Tampa was cool to come and play kind of, you know, in front of our home crowd um but one of the you know the one from that is the the lawnmower race uh that that gets brought up a lot when when i talk to other guys and you always start you know reminiscing on some stuff that always seems to get brought up uh that was that was super fun um the bahamas was just in general really cool you know being able to go to the bahamas for a football game was insane um um, and then the Camille Bowl, uh, yeah, you know, that was a cool, like kind of historic area. So we got to see a lot of cool stuff up there and bowl games, you know, are just so much fun. Just being around all your teammates and being able to just, you know, mess around and bond with them for a few days before you got to play is, is super cool. A couple more for you, Shane, I'll get you out of here. Um, who, who would you say just, you know, off the top of your head, if someone comes to mind, probably your funniest teammate from your time at FIU. Oh gosh. Um, funniest teammate. Jeez. Um. Wow, that's tough. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, one. Or, or if, if you can't think of one, you can kind of give like a, a, a few guys. I can get you off the hook and give you a, a couple names you can name out there. Okay, I can do that. I can do a couple. You know, we had uh. Austin Maloney was a character um, from back in the day. You know, Scott Wade, one of our one of our specialists, is hilarious. Um, you know, uh, you know another another really funny guy that always made a lot of funny videos and stuff. You know, rest in peace. But Emmanuel Lubin, sure. that guy. You know, he was always doing something funny, always trying to make people laugh in some sort of way, it, it, whether it was even just posting videos on his, on his social media stories and stuff like that. All of them are hilarious. Um, yeah. And, uh, there's probably, you know, there's probably 30 other guys I can say. But. All right, dude, two more. We'll get you out of here. Uh, want to ask you about your time playing with James Morgan. Obviously, you know, you know, you played with Alex, but, you had a chance to play a significant amount of time with James. Uh, just talk about him as a, as a teammate and what your, uh, your experience was playing with JMO. Yeah. You know, James, James was, you know, the type of, the type of kid, the type of teammate that, you know, you, you talk about and you write in a book, like he's a hundred percent committed to it. I'd lived with him for two years while he was there. Um, you know, he, he would leave the room at 10 o'clock at night and I'd be like, where are you going? And he'd say, Oh, I'm going to the facility to watch film. He, you never, there was never a week where he wasn't going to be prepared four times as much as he needed to be. He watched insane amounts of film, the type of guy he would, you know, if, if you needed something, he was going to help you out with it. There's multiple times where I've been in situations where I needed him to come help me. And he did. Um, he's a great guy, super smart, would do anything for you. Great teammate.
Maloney told me a story about James about getting adjusted to Miami. He, he mentioned that. I, I'm wondering if this, this rings a bell with you that um, uh, I believe it was his, one of his first trips down to Miami that uh, he'd come down there in kind of like the, the summertime and had on like Timberland boots. And that just stood out yep. as a guy clearly not from South Florida. Is that a story ring a bell? Yeah, that was his, uh, that was his official visit. Um, he came down and it was, it was, a mid, it was, you know, I think I'm pretty sure it was the middle of summer, wherever it was, it was hot. And he was wearing like pants and some Timberland boots. And, you know, we, <laughs> we were just, we, we were kind of questionable at first, you know, when we first saw him, but you know, he opened up pretty quick once he came down and moved into the room. Last one for you, Shane, you just getting ready to, uh, you know, or for the tropical bowl, just, what aspects of your game do you feel that, you know, you most need to work on as you're getting ready for your, your pro preparation? And what advice has Alex given you as far as, you know, someone who's been through the process and, and uh, has been through, you know, the draft process and the interviews and things of that nature? Yeah, you know, I think it's hard to, you know, just put a name, but put one, like a pinpoint on one thing. But, you know, technique, you know, you're always trying to hone in your craft and just you're never going to be perfect at it. So you just kind of got to keep trying. And one thing, you know, I, you know, you, we focus on is, you know, being able to use your hands right out of your stance, especially as a center center, being able to snap the ball, your offhand is super important. So I've been focusing a lot on working your offhand and be able to stay grounded and stay with the base and be able to change direction. That's one thing we've really been working on. Um, and then Alex, you know, the, the one big thing he kind of told me is, you know, in the NFL, nothing's for certain, you know, you didn't sign a, you don't go sign a scholarship to play for four years, you know? So, you know, it's week to week. You never know what's going to happen. You just got to, you know, keep working and make sure that you're always prepared because you never know when your time is, especially you, there's multiple examples of it this year in the NFL where, you know, guys had to miss games and, you know, younger, maybe practice squad guys had to step up and play. So he just, you know, basically said, always be ready and just, you know, never take it for granted. All right, Shane, appreciate you making the time, man. It's been a pleasure covering you these past uh, three years. At least I've been covering the team, and uh, and best of luck going forward, man. Yeah, appreciate it.